Great afternoon. You are in the fast lane with Sarah Jane. And today I have someone very near and dear to my heart with. And I actually told her I wish she was here in person because I would like to give her a hug. She was at two humongous milestones in my life. She was at the birth of my first two sons. So please welcome Paulette Efimenko into the fast lane with me today. Hi, Paulette. Hi, Sarah. How are you today? I'm so good, and I'm even better that I get to talk with you. So if you don't know Paulette, which most of you probably don't, she is the kindest, most calming soul, and I don't know. I had two super great birth experiences with her, so Paulette helped me with my home birth. So Paulette, how did you get into helping people home birth? Well, it was kind of, um, we, in my younger days, I had a motorcycle accident and spent a lot of time in the hospital with surgeries and treatments and things like that. And shortly after that, I got pregnant and the thought of going back to the hospital to have a baby was just not very intriguing to me. And so I grew up in a family of 13 children and we were all born at home. Of course, that was years ago. But um, I just decided that I wanted to have my baby at home because that's what women did for hundreds of years. And it's always the same, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, I decided to have my baby at home. And we did end up in the hospital after a very long labor. But I had three other friends that were pregnant at the same time. And they uh, wanted to have home births as well. So they just asked me to come and be with them. And I thought, that sounds like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> so I went and attended their births. And from there, it was just word of mouth from one person to another. And that was almost 40 years ago. And um, I'm still catching babies. Oh, and I like that you say that. So I had... I think I either introduced or I said something once about Paulette delivering um, the boys. And she said, I don't deliver them. I push them. I'm just, or I, I catch them. I'm just there to catch them. And that is definitely, definitely true. So yes, how many babies yes. have you delivered or caught? How many babies have you caught at this point? 922. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. That's it's a lot of people. And each one is still just as beautiful a miracle as it was in the very first beginning. Mm -hmm. So do you have a lot of water births or is it not a lot of water births? I would say it's about half water births now. Some women really plan to do a water birth, but they, you know, as they're, as it's going along, they may get in the water and then just feel more comfortable being out of the water. But I would say about half of the people have water births at this point. Mm -hmm. So both of mine at home were water births. I need to say that the last one wasn't at home only because my husband thought I was too old at 36 and we lived 30 <laughs> minutes from the hospital. And so he said, if something goes wrong because you're geriatric, we need to be closer <laughs> to the hospital. So we did find a provider in Bismarck who actually had... Um, had known you and you had known and so we went with her and so it was definitely a different experience but it, it was it was not a bad experience so mm -hmm. two of mine were in water and I remember 
when Paulette got there, because I didn't want to wake her up because it was in the morning. So when she got there and she brought the birthing pool and then she said, it is too late to get this pool ready. So I just delivered crew in the bathtub. <laughs> that happens quite often, actually. Does it? <laughs> babies, babies born in the bathtub. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just remember and it works. It works just fine. You were pouring well. water, hot water on my stomach. And it was so calming and it helped the contractions. And then we stopped for a while and then my contractions stopped. But I loved also hearing Ryan explain the situation of home birthing because I don't know if you remember my home births because you've done 922 of them. But with crew, I was quiet as a mouse and I didn't really say anything. We were in an apartment and Ryan will say, if someone would have been in the living room, they would have not known there was a baby being born in the bathroom because there was no noise at all. It was like the most calming, relaxing experience ever. Like it has to be a great feeling for you to be there. And I mean, this if you haven't had a baby, it's so hard to explain, but it is the most amazing experience. And you've done this 922 times, plus your own children. <laughs> oh, those are included in my own children. Oh, they are. Okay. I, I figured I could count them into the home births. Yes. yes. I'm glad that you did. So <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. is there any, is there any births that really stand out to you? Well, I do remember both of your births actually. And, and when I talk to people and they say, oh, you know, they'll mention a few little things about their birth. And I go, yes, I remember that. And then <laughs> I may add something else a little bit and they go, wow, you really do remember. <laughs> but because each one is so special and so wonderful. Of course, I, um, I attended triplets. And so that one really mm-hmm. stands out in my mind. Um, it We did not know there were three babies. And so everything was a complete surprise, but everything was just absolutely wonderful. So that was probably one of the greatest highlights of my um, midwifing experiences. That is crazy. So then after the second one came out, were you like, you guys were just going to kind of pump the brakes a little bit and then all of a sudden, what? Well, in just taking one look at the mom's tummy, it was like, there's got to be something else in there. And so I just palpated, of course. And yes, it was another third baby. And the mom's first words out of her mouth was, she looked at her husband and she said, they're never all going to fit in our little car. (laughs) (laughs) Because they had two children already. So this was number three, four, and five. So, but that was her first comment. She was worried about them fitting in the vehicle. (laughs) There's a mom being practical. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. So when, after Dane was born, Paulette had uh, showed us the placenta and it was really calcified. And of course I took pictures of it. And if a person has a calcified placenta, what does that usually mean? It usually indicates that baby is overdue, like going, I don't remember how many weeks. Do you remember how many weeks overdue you were? With Dane, he was only two days overdue. He was due due the 12th and then he came the 14th. Okay. Well, usually it indicates that baby is getting overdue, like um, the 
the placenta starts calcifying when it gets to be old. And <clears throat> that's why you can't just let moms go forever and ever because the placenta gets old and then it's not feeding the baby properly like it needs to. Mm, okay. How that much was, did he weigh? He was 810. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was bigger. Mm -hmm. And then um, crew was 811 or Dane was 89. I don't know. They were all, all two of them mm -hmm. were the exact same and one of them was like an ounce less. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you, when, when do you normally like people, this is a really, really foreign concept for some people, you know, home birthing. So yes, when do you like, here's what I liked about it. This, it, this was so non-invasive. This was, I felt like truly cared for from the get go. I'm going to do another podcast on why I had a home birth because Paulette doesn't need to listen to all of the specifics because I'm sure we've talked about it in the past anyway. But mm -hmm. when you're working with someone, how frequently do you see them? Um, usually I see them about every four to six weeks. See, I usually start at about 10 to 12 weeks pregnancy. Uh, moms usually want to hear the heartbeat at our first visit. And so in using the Doppler, usually by nine to 10 weeks, I can hear the heartbeat. So then I see them every four to six weeks throughout the pregnancy. In the end, it's probably every two weeks. And I like to see them about a week before their due date, um, just to make sure baby's in good position and, and mom is in good health. And when a person starts going into labor, when do you usually tell them to call you? Um, sorry, I can't hear you. Oh, can you hear me now? So then when do you have someone call you when they go into labor? For instance, I think I called you maybe too late with crew and with Dane. I think I called you way too early because <laughs> labor started with Dane and then it flat out stopped. You went and checked on someone else and then came back. We had a slumber party and then I went and walked in the rain and I don't know that it took, that one took a long time. Like that was a long time. So when do you encourage people to contact you when they're in labor? Well, I like people to let me know right away. As soon as they think that something is starting, um, even if they lose their music is plug or whatever, I just like to know so I can be prepared to come whenever I need to. Um, and every labor is different. So you just don't know for sure. Some moms, can be like your labor and it really seems to be kicking in and going well and then it stops. I mean, that just happens sometimes. That's a little bit more common with first labors, but it can happen at any time. So I like to know uh, if there's anything going on and also I can be prepared to go. A lot of times we will just stay connected either by messaging or by phone um, and just to assess what's going on that way. What is the most common question people have when deciding to home birth? How much does it cost is one. And is it safe? Is it really safe? Because I get a lot from people, you're brave, they'll say. You did it at home. You're so brave. Um, mm -hmm. I've also gotten, oh, you're crazy. 
And I always think, well, we all decide like if we like Chevy or Ford, right? We can choose the vehicle we drive. And it's funny when it comes to something like our body, how people, you know, how we're just supposed to always follow what everyone else does. So obviously it's safe, but obviously I'm sure there's times when you've told people you couldn't help them or they needed to go in for more medical advice, correct? Correct. Uh Um, And I think most of the time the reactions of being crazy or being so brave and all of those kind of reactions come from lack of knowledge really about home birth and what it's all about. Because some people think that, you know, if you're having a home birth, that you're not getting any prenatal care, that you're just going to call this person when you go into labor and they're going to come and catch the baby and that's going to be it. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of them, it comes from lack of knowledge about what home birthing and the midwifing is all about. Um, And even when people have all the knowledge, they still think people are crazy because in the hospital, you have all the equipment and all the medical stuff, if there should be a complication. But most of the time, labors will indicate if there is a problem. And so usually there's time to get to the hospital if we need to go. And I just want everybody to know that I'm not against hospitals. I'm not against doctors for, home, for birthing. I thank God every day for them being there because they can save moms and babies lives. Sometimes there are things that is not safe to be handled at home and they need to be in the hospitals. And I'm thankful for that. Absolutely. I feel the exact same way. And just because someone has a hospital birth, I would never, I would never judge them. I just feel like this is a very personal experience. And Mm -hmm. sometimes people maybe want to experience it in their home. I know Ryan was very surprised when I said that I wanted a home birth and we drove up to Paulette's house to meet her. And um, it was a like a sanctuary. And Ryan, to this day, will describe you as Mother Nature. He goes, I would have guessed birds were going to land on her shoulders. He said she is just like the most calming, relaxing person. And I said, yes, that is why I want her to catch my babies. Well, thank you very much. You give your husband a big hug for me and tell him thank you so much for for uh, depicting me in that way. <laughs> yes. Well, you I do. do wish that the birds would rest on my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I remember, and I, I don't, I, I don't know where you live now, but you had so many flowers and trees and it was literally like a sanctuary there. It was uh-huh. very, very, and it was a nice atmosphere. <clears throat> yes. I still live in the same place up in the turtle mountains. I do. I do believe it's a sanctuary up here and I really enjoy living up here. Mm -hmm. Actually, I've had a few births in my place up here. People that have lived farther away or in different states have come and stayed here and actually had their babies here at my home. What? Mm -hmm. Because I did build it as kind of like as a health center because I'm into natural healing for other diseases and things as well. So I've had people come and stay for natural treatments for different ailments too. 
So that's what I built the place for. And so birthing is just a part of that. Wow. So what mm-hmm. other things do you help people with? Um, I've helped a couple of people deal with cancer treatments naturally. Um, helped a lady get on a weight loss program. She came and did a, a detox and um, to get her started on her weight loss program. Uh, I've helped a lady with MS. Uh, so a couple of different things that people have come to stop smoking is another thing. It's kind of hard to stay in your own environment sometimes and <clears throat> do the things that need to be done to get a real good jump start on on healing. And so they can come and stay here for, <clears throat> excuse me, two or three weeks or however long it takes to get them to feel comfortable in going home and incorporate the, pro- the health program in their own home. You are just a true healer and a kind person all the way, like your soul is just priceless. <laughs> Well, you know, I thank God for that because <clears throat> when I realized that he had given me the, the midwifing as a ministry to do for him, then that's when I started learning more about all of the natural healing and the herbal, you know, using the herbal supplements and things like that. And so I just really, um, I really want to be like him because he created all of us and he knows what each body needs. And so I feel that if I stay in touch with him, he can help me stay in touch with the people that I need to help. Wow. And how far away do you travel to help people? I used to go three to four hours away. Now, because I'm older, (laughs) unfortunately, or fortunately, There's advantages and disadvantages, of course, Mm -hmm. but I just don't like traveling quite so far. So I don't go to Bismarck anymore. The farthest I go is three hours to the Hutterite colony over by Park River. Mm -hmm. Uh, The rest of it is usually Minot, Stanley, and over to the east. Mm -hmm. And how many do you have right now? I think I have 24 ladies that I'm, I'm seeing right now. Oh, that would be, that would be from now up until October, November. Mm -hmm. So are you waiting at any time to get a call from someone? Like, do you have someone ready to go at any minute? Um, not any minute. I have a lady in Minot on the 6th of June. So next week sometime, probably. Wow. How fun. So when you're on your way to a birth, do you have any type of rituals or prayers or anything that you, that you do? Yes. Usually I am spending my time in prayer asking God for wisdom, asking God for strength and, and for safety for mom and baby. And um, yeah, just talking to him and being his hands extended and helping however I can. So what would you say to someone who is very nervous about the birthing experience in general? Um, Do a lot of research, you know, like talk to midwives. If there's more than one midwife, which there are in most areas, but this is North Dakota. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's tons of books out there, but just become as knowledgeable as you can. And also talk to people that have had hospital births, people that have had home births 
because that's where you get the personal um, accounts of birth itself. And that's where a lot of information and where a lot of people have, have actually chosen to do home birth after they have talked to home birthing parents um, and heard their stories about it. And I'm more than willing to answer any question about either of mine, which were very similar, but yet different. At one time, um, Paulette needed me in a different position. And I was like, no, thank you. I'm, I cannot move. And she told Ryan, pick her up and move her. And Ryan scooped me up <laughs> under the arms and set me back. And he, it's fun to listen to him tell the story. Cause then Dane had a very short umbilical cord. And so Paul was like, keep his head up, keep his head out of the water. And then you had Ryan getting buckets of water out of the pool. So obviously <laughs> he makes it a little more dramatic than it probably was, but. Well, it really is. And, and as far as home birthing or parents that are trying to get information and deciding on whether to do hospital or home birth, I always recommend that the dads, of course, are very involved in it because I believe that home birth is, is successful when both mom and dad are really on board and are really supporting and encouraging each other. And so therefore, I always encourage dads to talk to other dads as well, because like you say, they have a totally different perspective about it. And it's really good for them to talk to other dads and find out what, what they're really thinking about it all. Do you have a lot of doulas that come with the home or at, are at home births? Not a lot. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of interesting because I have, I have worked mostly on my own in my years of midwifing, just because I'm out in the middle of nowhere. And, um, <clears throat> but uh, there's been doulas at quite a few of the births. But it seems like because I'm so used to working alone, when I go to a birth and there's a doula there that is doing a lot of the things that I would normally be doing, when it's all said and done, it's like, wow, I don't feel like I did very much. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should only get paid half or something like that. <laughs> but it is very helpful, especially, especially for moms that don't have family and stuff around to be helpful for them. Because, uh, you know, another set of hands is always good to run for things or to, you know, to be comforting mom when I'm trying to figure other things out and things. So it is, it is very helpful. Well, you do amazing things and I can't wait to hear, well, now at, at the end of this year, you're going to have already like 946 babies. Unless you have yep. some twins in there. You're own, what are you going to do when you hit the 1000 mark? Are you going to celebrate? Oh, yes, absolutely. I, I celebrated when I hit the 500 mark. I remember that day. It was like, oh, this is baby number 500. It was like, I think it went out for supper and gathered a whole bunch of friends together. And we just had a really great time together. So I haven't decided what I'll do with the 1000s. Maybe I'll make a trip back to Belize or something like that. Because when, when you asked about the births that I, I had remembered and that stood out to me, I was going to add, I'm remembering the birth or several births that I did when I was a, a missionary midwife in Belize, Central America. And I attended several births um, in thatched roof huts on mud floors. 
And so it can be oh. done and it can be done very safely because I have done that. Mm-hmm. And that, that wasn't a choice to home birth. That is just how they birth, correct? Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. We did have a clinic there that was a thatched roof clinic as well. The first time I was there for two different times. The first time it was much more primitive. Um, so some of them would come to the clinic also for their births, but a lot of them had their births in their home. And a few of them did not, did not have beds. They slept in hammocks. Um, and so hammock is not a real comfortable or a very amiable place to have a baby. So the floor was best. Mm-hmm. I bet that was memorable. <laughs> it was very mm-hmm. well good I do you have a log of like what number everyone is or no oh yes I do well now it's several logs well yeah <laughs> I think it's one it's, I'm gonna have to find out like, what I think it's my like my book. third third or fourth notebook that I'm on now with all the names and the number uh the dates where they lived and uh baby's name weight and time of birth Oh my gosh. Well, I'm going to have to get the information you have from my boys because I'm sure at one time it was cemented in my brain and <laughs> now it is not. So I should, I should be reminded of that. Uh-huh. Well, good. I could, I could find that out for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I would appreciate it. Well, thank you for all you did for our family because, um, yeah, I just, I can't really say enough about it because it was two very different, very memorable births and you were an integral part of it. <laughs> I was very honored and privileged to be a part of yours and each and every one that I have attended. It's, it's been such a miraculous journey and um, hopefully goes on for many more years. I told God in the beginning that I would, I would do it as long as he kept sending me people and he keeps sending me people. So I keep <laughs> doing it and he gives me the strength to keep going. So Aww. that's, uh, that's my life. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to the fast lane with Sarah Jane podcast. If you like what you hear, share the podcast and hit the subscribe button. So you get updates on all new episodes and we truly love feedback. So ratings and reviews are appreciated.